Praise God. Hallelujah. God bless you this morning. I'm Pastor Tuck, and welcome to the Word at My Church. If this is your first time joining us, we want you to know you're in exactly the right place. You're exactly where God wants you to be. And I want to encourage you to share this broadcast with at least three people, because as believers, we have a mandate to spread the gospel of Christ all over the world. We are a teaching ministry with a mission to help people get better by teaching them how the word works. So go ahead and get your Bible, your notebook, your pen, your highlighter, and let's get ready to dig into God's word. But before we do, let's begin with our Bible confession. So go ahead and grab your Bibles in your hand and repeat after me. This is my Bible. I believe every word. I am who it says I am. I can have what it says I can have. I can do what it says I can do. By hearing its word and applying it by faith, it'll change my life. So I declare right now from this day forward that my life will never, ever, ever be the same again. And neither shall the life of anyone with whom I share this word. So I declare I'm going to share this word with someone so that their life may be changed forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Let us bow our heads in prayer. Precious God, Lord, we thank you today. Father, we thank you, Lord for this moment of preaching, Father God, for this opportunity, Lord, to come before your throne of grace. Father God, Lord, to just declare your gospel, Lord, to your people. Father, I ask you, Lord, that you would move me aside, take my place, speak to your people, and say what you want to say. Lord, do what you want to do. Have your way. Father, this is your platform. Father God, Lord, this is your vehicle. Father God, Lord, for Father God speaking to the body of Christ. And so, Father God, I ask you, Lord, to use it how you designed it to be used. Father, we, Lord, bind every technical demon. Father God, Lord, any contrary spirit, any demonic force, anything, Lord, that would attempt to hinder your word from going forth. Father God, we declare, Lord, that you multiply the reach. Father God, Lord, that these messages, Father God, will be passed from one person to another. Father God, Lord, that people would be encouraged to share. Father God, Lord, the platform. Father God, with others. Father God, Lord, that people would receive, Father God, your word. And Father God, that their lives would be better. That the kingdom would be better. Father God, Lord, that the earth would be better. Lord, because we have received revelation from on high. Father God, just use me. Father God, use everything about me. Father God, use what it is, Lord, that you have poured out, Lord, that your people would receive. Father God, Lord, that they would not see me, Lord, that they would not hear me, but only you. Father God, because, Lord, your word says, Lord, anytime we can see, hear, and understand, we can be converted into that which we see, hear, and understand. So, Father God, Lord, make our eyes attentive, our ears alert, and our hearts receptive. Father God, for the revelation, Father God, Lord, that you are pouring out today, and we thank you, Lord, for it all. And we declare, Lord, that we shall be, Lord, which you declare we are. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, if you've been with us, then you know that this is the year God wants to restore the church to a place of greater influence and impact. And for the past few months, we've been talking about the process of restoration. And we've been dealing with all the things that are necessary in order to experience what God desires for us. Because when he speaks of restoration, he's restoring to the original state of his will for us. Prior to the fall, which was perfect. So when we've been, so we've been talking about the foundational principles of the church. Because I told you that is essential to the restorative or restoration process that we have a firm foundation. 
because of our firm, our foundation is not stable. Any attempt to build will be unsuccessful. So for the past few weeks, we've been dealing with the principles of kingdom identity and kingdom authority, who God says we are and what he says we can do. As a matter of fact, open your Bibles with me once again to our foundational scripture, Mount, Mount Matthew chapter 16, beginning at verse 13. Matthew chapter 16, beginning at verse 13. And when you get there, I'm going to be reading from the King James version of the text. Matthew chapter 16, beginning at verse 13. And here it reads, when Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples saying, whom do men say that I, the son of man am? And they said, some say thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, others, Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He saith unto them, but whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed this unto you, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Here we see that the church was established on the revelation of Jesus's identity as the son of the living God. And I told you the reason why that is so significant is because as sons have the characteristics of the father. So the church was built upon the foundational principle that Jesus is who God is. But in order to be restored to that place of greater influence and impact that God intended, we must grasp the fact that we are who he is. He said upon this rock, the revelation that I, as the son of the living God, have the same characteristics of my father, I will build or establish my church. Watch this. He said the very foundation the bedrock principle that the church is built upon is the fact that we are who he is because as sons of the living God, we have the same characteristics as our father. As a matter of fact, the Bible declares as Jesus is, so are we in this world. He goes on to say, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. See, once we grasp these concepts, there's nothing the enemy can do to stop us from going in and taking over. Because I told you, contrary to popular belief, the gates of hell are not for locking us up. They are the enemy's defense mechanism to secure the territory that he's taken. But his defenses are useless against the church's influence and impact. In other words, we are unstoppable. And that's what I want to talk to you about this morning. The impact of our authority. Because as the Ecclesia, the church, 
God's governing agency in the earth, we have the ability to overcome any obstacle. Let me help y'all see this. Go over to Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10, beginning at verse 19. And I'm reading from the New King James Version of the Bible. He says, Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents, scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. The Amplified Version reads a little differently. He says, Behold, I give you authority and power to trample upon serpents, scorpions, and physical and mental strength and ability over all the power that the enemy possesses, and nothing shall in any way harm you. Here, Jesus confirms that we have been authorized to overcome any obstacle we encounter to deal with any circumstance that arises. Paul puts it this way. Yet, even in the midst of all these things, we triumph over them all, for God has made us to be more than conquerors and has demonstrated his love. His demonstrated love is our glorious victory over everything. Paul says, in the midst of all these things, we triumph over them all, for God has made us to be more than conquerors. And his demonstrated love is our glorious victory over everything. See, God made us to win, to be victorious in every situation, and the demonstration of his love for us is our glorious victory over everything. Somebody type in the comments, everything means everything. See, we've got authority over sickness. We've got authority over lack. We've got authority over relationship issues. We've got authority over fear and anxiety. I told you that word authority is translated in some versions as power. But the Greek word exousia, but it comes from that Greek word exousia, which means delegated influence, power, right, or strength. In other words, we have the right to determine what goes on in the earth. That means the devil can only do what we allow him to do because our authority Trumps his power. I'm so sick of hearing believers talking about, oh man, the devil doing this to me and the devil doing that to me. The devil does not have the authority. He does not have the power to do anything to you because you have the authority over his power. Oh, I believe I need to say that to you again. He doesn't have the power to do anything to you because you have authority over his power. As a matter of fact, God told us through the prophet Jeremiah, 
Behold, I have put my words in your mouth and I have appointed you to the oversight of the nations and of the kingdoms to root out, to pull down, to destroy, to overthrow, to build and to plant. Why is it that you think that he told us in, 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 in through the psalmist, open your mouth with a mighty decree and I will fulfill it. The words you speak shall come to pass. He, you'll see. He, why, why do you think he said that to us? Because we as believers have a major assignment. He says, I have put my words in your mouth and I have appointed you to the oversight of nations and of kingdoms to root out, to pull down, to destroy, to overthrow, to build and to plant. So as believers, we don't have a right to sit around like everybody else and be frustrated with the things going on in the earth. We don't have a right to get frustrated with the things going on in our house, in our families, in our life. We got the words of God in our mouth. We've got to learn to utilize our authority. We don't recognize the impact of our authority. Because we as believers have a major assignment. Well, what do you mean, Pastor? Now, I told you the Bible says, as Jesus is, so are we in this world. Well, it also says the reason that the son of God was made manifest was to destroy the works of the devil. Well, if as he is, so are we in this world, then the reason that we were made manifest were to destroy the works of the devil. And that's why the world is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. They're waiting for somebody to show up that is going to destroy the works of the devil. Somebody who has the authority to put the devil in his place. Because we have the same assignment that he had. And he's given us the authority to do so. Oh, can I prove it to you? Go over to John chapter 14. John chapter 14. Yeah, if you just tuned in today and you're looking to have some passive church, I'm sorry, you're in the wrong place. Because we are not passive believers. My entire assignment on the earth in the body of Christ is to empower you to be the church that God called you to be so that you can do what you need to do in your house, on your job, in your neighborhood, in the world, so that the world can become what God called it to be. John chapter 14, beginning at verse 12. And look at what he says here. He says, most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me, he's talking to us as believers. The works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these will he do, because I go to my Father. So if the only reason that Jesus came was to destroy the works of the devil, he said, if you believe in me, he said, then you're supposed to be doing those works as well. He said, and greater works than these than you'll do. He said, you should be doing more than I did. We know that Jesus healed the sick, raised the dead, he did all kinds of miracles, things that counteracted the things that the enemy was trying to do in people's lives, in the community. He said, why? Because that's what I'm here to do. He said, so you're supposed to be doing those things in greater. 
See, we have the same assignment that he had to establish the kingdom of God and impact the world for Christ. And what allows us to do so is the authority we've been given. Look at verse 13. He says, and whatever you ask in my name, I will do that the father may be glorified in the son. If you ask anything in my name, I'll do it. See, because I know some of y'all got nervous when y'all heard me talking about all the things that Jesus did and that you were supposed to be doing it. But Jesus said, look, all you got to do is utilize your authority. He said, because whatever you ask in my name, I'll do it. So you don't have to do. Mm. Notice what he said. He would do it. See, because I told you authority allows us to wield power. We don't personally possess. To do things that are beyond our natural capabilities. The problem is we don't fully comprehend the impact of our authority. Watch this. Go over to Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. Oh, we're going somewhere today. Matthew chapter 6. And when you get there, look at verse 9. Matthew chapter 6, beginning at verse 9. Read from the New King James Version. He says, in this manner, therefore, pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now, if you're at least my generation or older, you know this because they taught it to you in school. Oh, you better hear what I just said. See, my generation and older, we learned this in school, in elementary school. We had to say this prayer. That's before they took prayers out of school. But if you're younger, that's fine. Because guess what? The word is still the word. Because here we find Jesus teaching his disciples. What we in the church refer to as the Lord's Prayer. And the first thing he deals with is establishing the kingdom. Well, in verse 7, he tells us when you pray. Notice he doesn't say if, but when. Because as believers, not only do we have the authority, but we also have the assignment to establish the kingdom of God on the earth. And in verse 9, he says, in this manner, therefore pray. In other words, when you pray, pray like this. Now, that doesn't even sound like a suggestion, but instead instructions as to what we should do. He said, pray, our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So we are to declare in the name of Jesus that the kingdom of God shall be established on the earth. But the key is going to require faith. It's going to require faith. 
Because if you recall, he said in Mark's gospel, have faith in God. I say to you, whoever says and does not doubt in his heart, but believes those things that he says will be done. He will have whatsoever he says. Now notice he said, whatever things you ask when you pray, I told you the word ask means to require or to demand, which implies the right to a thing requested. So if we didn't have the authority to establish the kingdom, he would have never told us to pray for it. Oh, I need y'all to catch what I just said. If we didn't have the authority to establish the kingdom, he would have never told us to pray for it. I, I see so many believers who stay anxious and frustrated because they are focused on what's going on in the world. They watch the news all the time. They watch social media all the time. They listen to rumors all the time. When it's obvious, they don't know the impact of their authority. He told us, when you pray, pray like this. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And whatever things you ask when you pray, believe you receive them and you'll have them. Remember, Jesus said, I give you the keys. See, that word receive means to take what is rightfully yours according to the law. So our authority is determined by our ability to trust his word above all else. Because it was Jesus who told us, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. So the only thing anything will be bound on earth is if we bind it. And the only thing anything will be loosed on earth is if we loose it. See, the enemy is not just going to sit back and watch us establish the kingdom. He's going to do everything he can to stop us, to discourage us, to get us to quit. But if we want to have the influence and impact that God intended for us to have, we've got to use our authority to take it. Turn over to Matthew chapter 11. Oh, I pray this is blessing you because I'm telling you, I know it blessed me when God showed it to me. Matthew chapter 11. And when you get to look at verse 12, I'm reading this from the New King James Version of the Bible. And here it reads, and from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. The Amplified Bible says it this way. The kingdom of heaven has endured violent assault and violent men seize it by force as a precious prize. A share in the heavenly kingdom is sought with ardent zeal and intense exertion. Somebody type in the comments. You've got to be willing to put in the work. 
In other words, we've got to do what's necessary to obtain it, which is simply declaring God's word with authority. Go over to Philippians chapter six. I'm sorry, chapter four. Philippians chapter four. And when you get there, look at verse six. Philippians chapter four, beginning at verse six. Here Paul says to us, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Here he tells us to not worry about anything, but handle everything with prayer and supplication. By simply declaring God's word with authority. And this is where most believers go wrong because prayer is not begging. See, when you beg, you're worried about whether or not God will do it. But prayer and supplication means to communicate your demands or submit a request for the things that you require. And you are only requesting what you have already been given a right to. For example, I told you, when you go into the bank to make a withdrawal, you're not asking for permission. You're not asking for their approval. You are simply communicating your demand. You are submitting a request for the things that you require. You're only requesting what you already know you have a right to. And that's why Jesus tells us that men ought always pray and not faint. So he says, when you make a demand, you should not become discouraged. Why? Because you know you already have a right to it. Because God has given us authority over the earth. And he will only allow what we allow. I, I hear you, Pastor, but... I'm still having a hard time believing that God gave all that authority to little old me. Well, guess what? You're not the only one struggling. Go over to Psalm 8. Psalm 8. And let me see if I can, I, I can help you with that. Psalm 8. Beginning at verse 4. Psalm 8, beginning at verse 4. Here the psalmist declares, What is man that thou art mindful of him? The son of man that thou visited him. Here we see the psalmist struggling with the same revelations. He's trying to figure out what makes us so special. But even though he has a hard time accepting it, does not nullify God's word. He goes on to say in verse five, for thou made him a little lower than the angels. Now that, that word angels there 
is actually translated the Hebrew word Elohim, which means the most high God. And that's critically important because if man were actually lower than angels, that's, that means that we would be subject to Satan because he is a fallen angel and he's of the angelic class. So the translator even had trouble receiving what I'm teaching you. But the original writer, as it was given from God's hand, he knew what God said. He said, you have made us a little lower than the most high God, than yourself. So instead, we have authority over Satan. Somebody type in, com in the comments, we outrank Satan and all the angels. He goes on to say, and has crowned him with glory and honor. Thou madest him to have dominion. That word dominion means a king's authority. So not only did he crown us with glory and honor, but he made us to have a king's authority. He said, over the works of thy hand, thou hast put all things under his feet. As a matter of fact, Paul reminds us that those who receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign as kings through the one Jesus Christ. Well, how many of you recognize that every king has a royal army? Well, what are you getting at, Pastor? Well, turn over to Hebrews chapter 1. I'm trying to get you to understand the impact of your authority. To recognize what you have, the power, the, the authority, what you have been authorized to do here in the earth. Hebrews 1, look at verse 13. Here he says, but to which of the angels has he ever said, sit at my right hand? Till I make your enemies your footstool. Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for those who will inherit salvation? Here we see that the angels were meant to serve us. It says they that they sent, they were sent to minister for those that inherit salvation which is us. So we have the power of angels at our command. Watch this. Y'all remember when Jesus was in the garden and the armies came to arrest him. Peter was ready to go to war in the flesh. Whipped out his sword, cut the dude's ear off. And Jesus was like, chill out, man. Don't you know, all I have to do is pray. Speak God's word with authority. And my daddy will provide me with more than 12 legions of angels. See, he understood the impact of his authority. 
Go over to Psalm 103. I pray somebody's getting this. Because if you get it, your household, your community, your life, nothing around you will ever be the same again. When you start realizing what you've been authorized to do in the earth, you'll start changing everything around you. See, you won't settle for stuff that you have the authority to change. You won't complain about stuff that you have the authority to change. Mm. See, one of the things I always say, I said, you don't have a right to complain about anything you accept. And that's especially true when you have the authority to change it. Yeah, I'm going to give you a minute to swallow that. You don't have the right to complain about anything that you accept, especially when you have the authority to change it. Yeah, I, I'm, I, I'm not even going to go there. Psalm 103. I'll let y'all chew that up for a minute. Look at what he says about your army. He says, bless the Lord, ye his angels, that excel in strength, that do his commandments, hearkening unto the voice of his word. See here it says that the angels are hearkening unto the voice of his word. In other words, they are constantly on standby waiting for instructions. Well, who gives voice to his word? We do. That's why it says the power of life and death are in the tongue. Mm. Ha, huh, let me help y'all see it. Let me help y'all see it. Y'all remember the centurion said, I'm a man under authority. Having those in authority under me. He said, I say, go and that one goes. Another one come and that one comes. Y'all remember that, right? And Jesus was like, whoa, wait a minute. He said, I, he said, I haven't even seen anybody with this kind of faith. With this kind of understanding of the principle. See, watch this. God has authorized you. He said, I put my word in your mouth. That means I've allowed you to speak for me. Y'all going to get it in a minute. God says, I put my word in your mouth. That's why the Bible says when we speak, we ought to speak as oracles of God. As if God himself were speaking. Because God says, I have authorized you. That's why he says, open your mouth with a mighty decree. And I will fulfill it. See, because God says, when you speak, I allow you to speak for me. He said, and it'll be as if I spoke. Watch this. When God speaks, what does it say about the angels? The angels are on standby. Listening for his commands. So God says, I put my word in your mouth so that you can speak for me. So when you speak, 
the angels hear his commands. And now the angel that is in charge of finances goes into work. The angel who's in charge of healing goes into work. The angel in charge of doing battle goes into work. See, because there are angels that have assignments that are just standing in place waiting for a command. They're just standing at the ready. Look at what he said now. It says, bless the Lord, ye his angels that excel in strength, that do his commandments, hearkening unto his word. So they're standing by waiting for instructions. So they're waiting for somebody to give them an instruction. And God says, I put my word in your mouth. And he says, open your mouth with a mighty decree. Speak as oracles of God. So who gives voice to his word? We do. And that's why he tells us that the power of life and death is in our tongue. Because when we say what God says, in the authority of who we were created to be, even Satan has to obey. He has to take his hands off our family. He has to get out of our house. He has to take his hands off our stuff because he's just an angel. And as a man, the creative power of life and death that resides in God's word has been bestowed on our tongue. So he has to hearken to the voice of God's word. And that's why we can tell him, get thee behind me, Satan, and he has to move. But we have to know the impact of our authority. Somebody type in the comments, when we speak, all of heaven backs up. Go over to Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3. Couple more scriptures, I'm going to let you go. Ephesians chapter 3. And look at verse 20. Here the scripture declares, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. First of all, I, I've said this before, but I, I need to make sure you get it. It does not say exceedingly and abundantly. It says exceedingly abundantly. It's basically stacking adjectives. He said he doesn't just do abundantly. He does exceedingly abundantly. He does profusely more. Way, way, way above. Way, way, way beyond. All that we can ask or think. That's what he's capable of doing. And he says, and he can do all of that according to the power that works in us. He says, so, watch this. God has the capability of doing way, way, way more than you can demand, require, or expect of him. According to the power that's already in us. Here Paul reminds us that God 
It is God who has the ability to do all of that. See, the reason why so many believers continue to struggle with this is because they don't understand the impact of their authority. So they judge their situations by whether or not they have the ability to overcome them. But it is God who has the power. And he has given us the ability to command or control what he does with it. What do you mean, Pastor? Well, James reminds us that the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. That, that phrase, effectual, fervent, comes from the Greek word energio, means to put forth power, to have force involved. And it's where we get the word energy. In other words, the kind of prayer that has force involved is the prayer of a righteous man. Well, that word righteous is one whose way of thinking, feeling, and acting is wholly conformed to the will of God. In other words, somebody who submitted to his authority. And that word availeth means to have force, to be strong enough to fulfill a purpose. So when we're aligned with God's word and submitted to his authority, as the centurion taught us, all we have to do is declare God's word with authority and our prayers will have enough power or force behind them to produce the intended results. Oh, let me help you see this. Go over to John chapter 15, last scripture. But I need you to get this in your spirit. Because I told you we got a major assignment in the earth. John chapter 15. And look at verse 7. Here he says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. He says, by this, my father is glorified that you bear much fruit. So you will be my disciples. Here Jesus said, if you abide in my word, in me, and my word in you. So as long as you submit to my authority and align yourself with my word, he said, you will ask what you desire. I tell you that word ask means to require or demand, which implies a right to the thing requested. See, our authority allows us to wield power we don't personally possess. And if we stay submitted to God's authority and align to his word, we have the very, his very power at our disposal. We have got super on our natural because our ability is backed up by the abilities of or powers of the agency that authorized us. He said, 
it shall be done for you. He says, by this, my father is glorified that you bear much fruit. He said, because now your prayers are availing much. He said, and so you will be my disciples. That word disciple means a follower of the teaching. He said, that is a demonstration. When you start producing results with your words, it's a demonstration that you have now followed my teaching. You have followed the example I set for you. We didn't see Jesus out here struggling. We didn't see Jesus out here working. We didn't see Jesus out here sweating. We saw Jesus walking in the authority that he was given, and he came to be the prototype, the example for us. He walked in the authority that he had been delegated to him. And when he did, he produced change. And when we recognize the impact of our authority, like Jesus, we will change the world. God bless you today. I pray you got this revelation because I'm telling you, it's, it was meant to put you on a course. To put you in a place where you have the ability to shift everything around you. To change everything in your house, in your community, on your job. He says, I've given you the power of life and death is in your tongue. He said, I put my words in your mouth. Open your mouth with a mighty decree. And I will fulfill it. It don't get no better than that. But you got to recognize the impact of your authority. I'm telling you, these are foundational principles of the church. He said, I'll give you the keys of the kingdom. Whatever you bind will be bound. But if you don't bind it, it'll run rampant. He said, whatever you loose will be loosed. He said, if you don't loose, it'll stay bound up. We got to recognize the impact of our authority. And if you listen to this today, you're like, man, this is powerful. This is some powerful teaching. Sounds amazing. I wish I had that. Well, the first step I said, you got to be submitted to God's authority and aligned with his word. And the first step in that process is simply accepting Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. And if you've never done that, I'm glad that you have that desire and I'm here to help. The first step in that process is to accept him as your Lord and Savior. The Bible says that if you would confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you could be saved. You, all you got to do is believe that Jesus loved you enough to die for your sins. God did not want you to die in your condition. And it's not about anything that you've done because the Bible says we were born in sin. All of us who were born, we were born sinners simply because of what Adam did. The reason why we do the foul things that we do is because of that sin gene that was put in us. We, were, we inherited that gene. 
But we have a choice to break that generational curse of sin. And that choice comes simply by receiving Christ. We've got to believe that Jesus paid the price for us. The Bible says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And the penalty of sin is death. There was a death sentence on your head from the start. But God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believed in him would not perish but have everlasting life. So you've got a desire to accept the offer. You've got a desire what God wants for you. And if you desire that today, all you got to do is believe in your heart that God loved you enough and confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus. You got to give him lordship over your life. You got to submit to his authority. Align yourself with his word. So if you want to do that today, pray, your, pray this prayer with me. Precious God, I believe Jesus died for me and I want to accept him as my Lord and my Savior. I give him permission to lead my life. I confess my every sin before you. You already know the things that I've done. But Jesus paid the price for those and I accept him as the sacrifice on my behalf. And so I want him to be my savior. And I am willing to give him permission to be my Lord. He can make my every decision. He can lead my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Teach me how to live for you. Be my father. Make me your child. If you've prayed that prayer, you're now a part of the body of Christ, the family of believers, and there's nothing anybody can do to stop you. The next step in your journey is to find a Bible-teaching, Bible-believing church. And if you're looking for that today, follow the instructions on the screen. Go to our website, www.lovemychurch.org, and just click Contact Us. Fill out that connection card. And one of our ministers to get back with you. We are a virtual ministry, but we have all of the staff in place to help you in your walk. Somebody will contact you, give you instructions, pray with you, help you find a church in your area. If you want a physical church, if you want to be a part of our ministry, we'll give you all the information about how we come together virtually, how we communicate with each other, how we receive the word, how we support one another. But if you desire that, just go to that website, fill out that connection card. If you just rededicated your life, we want to know your testimony. We want to be able to celebrate with you. And like I said, if you're looking for a church home, let us know. We'll try to help you find a Bible-teaching, Bible-believing church in your area. But whatever that desire is, go to that website, fill out that connection card, and let us know how we blessed you today. Secondly, if you've been listening to this word and you've been blessed by it, and you want to help us continue our assignment to the body of making sure that people have the, the tools they need to walk this thing out, to be empowered as believers Christ called us to be. So a financial seed. You can use Cash App, dollar sign, my church Lynchburg, paypal.me forward slash my church Lynchburg, or you can use the Giveify app. Just know that your gifts are going to help us do what God has called us to do. You can go to our website, click sow a seed. But however you desire to give, just know that your gifts are going to help us continue to spread the gospel all over the world. We have a huge mandate on our ministry. We've taken on an assignment on a mantle that God has given us to make sure that the word is accessible 
on every smartphone, tablet, PC, television, every device connected to the internet. And so we're broadcasting these messages on just about every platform. We're on Roku, Fire Stick, Apple TV, and now Google TV. And we have another platform coming soon, but we're, we're, we're expanding daily. We're on, we're on iPhones. We're on Android phones. We're on web platform. But we're, we're broadcasting this, and we're doing all of these things because this is what God told us to do, to make sure that these tools are available. And we've got all kinds of different programming to help you with your walk. We've got men's, men's programming, women's programming, marriage programming. We've got substance abuse programming. We've got entertaining programming. We've got stuff to help you if you're a pastor or a leader. We've got all kinds of information available. And we're doing all of that to help people with the body of Christ. And so if you're looking to, to support us in our ministry, then you can, you, can, you can sow a seed that way. But we just want you to continue to be in prayer for what we're doing because God has called us to this. And that's why we do what we do. But thirdly, if you've been blessed by this mission, this message or this ministry, make sure you share this broadcast with somebody who you know who needs it. Because I know you know somebody who needs to hear this word today. God bless you. I love you. I'm Pastor Tuck. Make sure you come back and see us again on the word at my church. See you again on next week. God bless you. We love you. And please stay tuned for our announcements. And in case you didn't know, like I said, we're on Google TV now. So if you got, if you know a friend who said, man, I, I wish, I wish they was on Google TV. I don't have a Roku. I don't have a fire stick. We're now on Google TV. So let somebody else know, but God bless you today. Stay tuned for our announcements. We love you. See you next time. At my church, we help people get better by teaching them how the word works. And we want to make sure there is no excuse not to get the word. It's our goal to make all of our ministries accessible on every smartphone, tablet, PC, and television connected to the internet. So whether you're a man who needs some wisdom, a woman who needs some encouragement, or a couple who needs guidance, the My Church channel has just what you need. Simply search for the My Church channel on Roku, Fire Stick, or Apple TV, or visit MyChurchChannel.org. You can also download the My Church On The Go app from Apple or Google Play App Store. Constantly on the move? Check out the Word At My Church podcast on your favorite podcast platform. or simply download the Word at My Church skill on your Alexa-enabled device. But whatever you do, make sure to stay connected. See you soon.